God has given me a gift. Only one. I am the most complete fighter in the world. Welcome to Adkins Undisputed, the most complete Scott Adkins podcast in the world. This initial episode is here to give you an overview of what this podcast is about and why. My name is Mike Scott, and I'm your host for this journey through the filmography of one of the greatest action stars to ever grace our screen. So why a podcast dedicated to Scott Adkins? I grew up an action fan. I spent my youth watching all sorts of movies, but nothing drew me like action. Part of that is due to an uncle who very early on introduced me to things like Bruce Lee movies, Chuck Norris movies, Godzilla movies. It opened my mind to this whole world of action that was out there. And then 1989 rolled around. And my love of action, particularly martial arts, exploded when I saw Bloodsport starring the legendary Jean-Claude Van Damme, a man who's going to go on to play a very pivotal role on this podcast. From there, I was hooked. A few years later, I discovered John Woo, Jackie Chan, Ringo Lam, all of Hong Kong cinema, and I have been obsessed ever since. I only bring this up to illustrate that I am no action novice. So when I say in 2006... Watching a direct-to-video sequel to a relatively unremarkable Walter Hill film was a life-changing experience for me? I'm not kidding. Putting Undisputed 2 into the DVD player, I didn't know what to expect. I was a big fan of Michael Jai White at the time, which is why I rented it. I had gotten to see him in Tyson and Spawn, and in particular, see him show off his martial arts skills in Universal Soldier The Return. So I wanted to check out this new movie that he was in. What unfolded before me was nothing short of breathtaking. Director Isaac Florentine brought a real cinematic style to what, at least at that time, was the usually flat and lifeless DTV genre. And White was his usual charismatic and physically impressive self. But what stood out more than anything was a character by the name of Yuri Boyka, played by... To me, a then-unknown up-and-coming British martial arts star by the name of Scott Adkins. While Adkins was charismatic enough as an actor, his physical skills were unlike anything I had ever seen. Flips, kicks, somersaults, this guy could do it all. And not with the fluid motion I was used to from Hong Kong action stars, but also not with the sort of stiff movements that I was used to seeing from Western stars. Instead, he combined grace with raw brutality and power, while honestly seeming to be unconstrained by mundane concepts like gravity. I immediately began calling him the human special effect because, well, if you watch him, that's exactly what he is. And with that, a fanboy was born. I've followed Scott Atkins' career ever since, seeking out every film he's ever been in, even if it was just a few minutes. And now I want to share that love with all of you. 
We'll be going through every film Adkins has made to this point, and where I can, I'll be going deep on the making of the film and the various hurdles he faced along the way. If Scott's been in it, this show's going to cover it, at least in some capacity. I hope action fans will join me, and if you're not an action fan, give it a listen anyway, and maybe we can make you one. As far as the format goes, most episodes will be dedicated to one movie in his filmography. As many Adkins fans know, though, he has a tendency to show up in some movies for just a few minutes. In that case, I might combine movies, either chronologically or thematically. For instance, I might do one episode on Zero Dark Thirty and The Bourne Ultimatum, because they're both kind of military-esque films in which he briefly appears. Or I might combine X-Men Origins Wolverine and Doctor Strange, because those are the two comic book movies he's appeared in. I'll also be combining a lot of his TV appearances into single episodes, like this one, for instance. Some episodes, like this particular one you're listening to now, are just going to be me, but on most I'll be asking a guest to join me, and I will tell you I have got an absolutely killer lineup of guests. I was moved and touched by the number of people that reached out to me and wanted to be on this podcast. So we are going to have some of the most knowledgeable, most impressive action junkies out there showing up here on this Adkins Undisputed. In case you're wondering if this is going to be, you know, episode after episode of me just standing the man, I assure you it won't be. One truth of Scott's career is that he's prolific. He often shoots between three to five movies a year. When you're that prolific and you work primarily in the DTV realm, a lot of those movies are not going to be winners. And I'm not going to shy away from that. Look, folks, no amount of fanboyism can make zero tolerance bearable to me. But one of the things that I admire most about Adkins is that even in the worst movies, he gives his all and almost always elevates the material. So I think even in the worst of the movies in his career, we're going to have stuff to talk about. I hope you'll join me on this journey through the filmography of what I think is one of the most exciting and interesting action stars of all time. With that, let's actually get this show underway. Episode 1 beginnings. Scott Edward Adkins was born in Sutton Coldfield, a town within Birmingham, England, on 17 June 1976. He and I are close to the same age, which makes me feel even worse about the state of my life and my physical abilities at this point. Uh, He was born into a family of butchers. Adkins notes in his official bio on his website, scottadkins.com, that his parents, John and Jane Adkins, created a loving middle-class family for him and his brother, Craig. Adkins notes that his family had been butchers for generations, but he had a different calling and passion. He used to sneak downstairs to watch movies all night after his parents had gone to sleep. Adkins tells Mike Fury in The Excellent and Essential Life of Action, which is a book that I cannot recommend highly enough. It is fantastic for action fans. That Bruce Lee was a huge influence on him growing up. Adkins says, I don't know what drew me to movies, I just know that they've always been a huge part of my life. Some kids like football, some like computer games, I was into watching movies. He first became interested in martial arts at the age of 10 when he visited a local judo club with his father and older brother Craig. 
After being robbed at the age of 13, his interest in martial arts grew even more. As his official bio notes, he was never going to let something like that happen to him again. He ultimately turned his father's garage into his own dojo, complete with a shrine to Bruce Lee. By the age of 14, Adkins was training in Taekwondo under Ron Sergio and then moved on to kickboxing with Anthony Jones, ultimately becoming a certified professional kickboxing association instructor. He's also had experience in training in ninjutsu, Krav Maga, karate, wushu, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, Kapoea, and acrobatic gymnastics. At the same time he was becoming proficient in martial arts, Adkins never lost that love of film. In addition to Bruce Lee, he loved the films of Jackie Chan and Jean-Claude Van Damme. While at Sutton Coldfield College, he enrolled in drama class. Adkins notes on his bio that being a shy lad, he initially found it difficult to be put on stage in front of an audience. Adkins persevered, though, and ultimately was offered a place at the prestigious Weber Douglas Academy of Dramatic Art at the age of 21. Now, the Weber Douglas Academy of Dramatic Art was founded in London in 1926 as a singing school by Walter Johnston Douglas and Amherst Weber. By 1932, it had become a full theatrical training school. It would become one of the most prestigious drama schools in all of England until it was absorbed by the Central School of Speech and Drama in 2006. I'm not sure I can stress how big of a deal going to Weber Douglas was. Alumni include Murder, She Wrote's Angela Lansbury, Downton Abbey creator Julian Fellows, Minnie Driver, Hugh Bonneville, most recently of Paddington fame, Game of Thrones' Natalie Dormer, and General Zod himself, Terrence Stamp. If you want to know how Stamp learned how to say, come, son of Jor-El, and kneel before Zod, it was probably at Weber Douglas. As we'll talk often on this podcast, getting into this academy shows Adkins has always taken the craft of acting as seriously as he has taken martial arts. Unfortunately, it was not meant to be. As Adkins notes in his bio, he was from a family of middle-class butchers. He was an impoverished student, and he was unable to secure a grant or any additional funding, so he had no choice but to leave Weber Douglas. He notes that at that point in his career, he was dejected, wondering if this was going to be the end of his journey. But, as we all know, it wasn't the end of his journey, and while he was at Weber Douglas, acting roles were happening. And so we are going to take a look at some of the first on this episode. So what are we waiting for? Bring me your fucking champion. Adkins' first appearance, at least according to IMDb and my research, was on a fifth series episode of the British medical drama Dangerfield. Dangerfield was about Paul Dangerfield, played by Nigel E. Vallant, a small-town doctor and police surgeon, struggling to balance his two jobs while being the single father to two children. It's pretty standard for British drama fare, though not without its charms. The show first began broadcasting in 1995. In 97, Vallant left the show to be replaced by Nigel Havers as Dr. Jonathan Page. It is Page who's the main character in the 1998 episode Paths, episode 7 of series 5. 
In Paths, Paige's son Charlie returns home from medical school, only to become embroiled in a battle between local farmers. Charlie ends up getting assaulted outside of a bowling alley, and he and his father have to have some serious discussions about whether Charlie even wants to be a doctor. Like I said, standard British drama fare. Adkins appears very briefly as one of the men who assaults Charlie. In fact, he's pretty much just in the background. While it's his first IMDb credit, he's actually uncredited on the show. If you're looking for a large presence, this isn't it. He amounts to a background actor on the show, but it's the start of his journey and thus the start of ours. The episode is far more notable for an early appearance from Hannibal's hunky Will Graham, Hugh Dancy as Dr. Page's son, Charlie. It's the second appearance by Charlie in the show, and he's the major focal point of the episode. While this is just a curio for Adkins fans, Dancy fans will definitely want to check the show out. One common theme you'll notice as I go through these early TV appearances is that most of them are incredibly difficult to find. Dangerfield, however, is relatively easy to come by, provided you have a VPN that can circumvent geoblocking. Note, circumventing geoblocking is not piracy, but the legality of it is still a bit of a gray area, so please do so at your own risk. I am not telling you to do it. I am not saying you should do it. If you're able to do that, though, you can watch the complete series, including Paths, ad-supported for free on UK TV Play. The reason I think it's important to start with the early TV episodes is it illustrates one of the things I find that distinguishes Scott from many other action stars. Much like Michael Jai White, he broke in as an actor who would go on to become an action star, rather than an action star who had to learn how to act like Van Damme, or, in some cases, Steven Seagal, not even bother to try and learn how to act. Again, Adkins tells Mike Fury in Life of Action, I wasn't the best actor early in my career, but I worked at it, so I improved. My advice would be to become an actor first and then look at action second. This is how I'd attribute my success, working hard and becoming a better actor. Which leads us to his next credited appearance. City Central was a British police procedural that ran for 32 episodes from 1998 to 2000. The series was written and created by Tony Jordan, who would go on to write for EastEnders and create stone-cold British TV classics, at least in my opinion, Life on Mars and Hustle. The show was an attempt by the BBC to create a competitor for ITV's massively successful The Bill. According to IMDb, this series followed the everyday private lives of detectives, policemen, and policewomen who work at the inner city Christmas Street Police Station in Manchester. The series starred Sean McKenzie and EastEnders' Paul Nichols, who would go on to star in another series Adkins would appear in, Holby City. We'll talk about Holby City in a few episodes. Adkins appears in Series 2, Episode 12, titled Life, Liberty, and Pursuit. The episode aired in 1999, and he played a character named Jake Clayton. So unlike Dangerfield, at least his character gets a name here. And unfortunately, that's about all I know. Even without geoblocking, I could not find City Central streaming anywhere. So I haven't been able to actually watch the episode. If anyone listening has a line on where I can see this, please reach out to me over Twitter or email the show at adkinsundisputedpod at gmail.com. We next find Adkins appearing in Doctors. 
Now, Doctors is a ridiculously popular British medical daytime soap opera. The show premiered in March of 2000, and it follows the lives of the staff of a hospital and their trials and tribulations, including their friends and family. The show focused on the staff dealing with medical problems each episode, while also trying to find life, love, and happiness. I mean, it's a soap, folks. You know what it is. Doctors has won numerous awards and has aired consistently since its premiere, although every year they do take some time off during the summer. The episodes now number in the thousands. It's actually gotten quite a bit of acclaim for tackling social issues that are rarely addressed on British television. Adkins got his very first recurring role on Doctors. According to IMDb, he appeared in the first, 18th, and 20th episodes of the very first season playing a character named Ross, the love interest for a staffer at the hospital, Sarah Manners' Joanna Helm. Manners would actually go on to star with Adkins in another show in 2003 for Sky TV called Mile High. They never actually share any screen time together, as Manners was only on Series 1 and Adkins doesn't join until Series 2, but it's an interesting bit of trivia. We'll be doing a fairly deep dive on Mile High in a few episodes. Doctors is another show that is incredibly hard to find. Newer episodes are streaming on BBC's iPlayer, but like U.S. soaps, older episodes appear to be non-existent on the internet. For whatever reason, the archive and preservation of these daytime soaps has been something that neither the U.S. or the U.K. has taken very seriously. Just on a hunch, I decided to look for episodes of the U.S. show, Days of Our Lives, and yes, you can find some, but they're all the new recent ones. If you're trying to find something from the 60s or 70s or 80s, again, non-existent. I was able to find one episode of Doctors, though. Ross! Hiya! What are you doing here? I work here. About you? Oh, I got a phone call from Mrs. Maguire. Reckon she's desperate for my services. Kate rang you? Yeah, I must have heard about my tongue and groove. Come on. He was a star of Lethbridge Comp's 1991 woodwork class. You're our bee joinery. Yeah, it looks like you're stuck with me for the rest of the morning. <laughs> YouTube is not the ideal way to watch these shows, but I'm nothing if not dedicated. And I had to try and track down at least something. Adkins Ross is a charming romantic leading man in this very first episode, and he has an incredibly nice chemistry with manners. As his first meaty role, he's clearly a bit young and a bit rough around the edges, but the charm and good looks that would mark his later roles is on full display. The role doesn't give any indication that this is the guy who would become Yuri Boyka, but it's pretty easy to see him turning into the debt collector's French or accident man's Mike Fallon. In fact, in a different world, Adkins might have had a pretty successful career in BBC romantic dramas. Luckily for us, he decided to go in a different direction. Because... I honestly certainly wouldn't be doing a podcast about BBC drama star Scott Adkins. The final appearance I want to talk about this week is a short film Adkins did called Pure Vengeance, written and directed by Ross Boyask. Boyask, along with Adkins, is a pivotal member of a sort of British action new wave that has been happening since the turn of the century. This movement also includes people like director James Nunn, who would go on to direct Adkins in Green Street 3 and Eliminators, and actor stunt people Joey Anza and Cecily Fay. 
Boyaz took a step forward in 2018 when he directed the above-average I Am Vengeance with Stu Bennett, a.k.a. the WWE's Wade Barrett. He would take an even bigger step by reteaming with Bennett for the absolutely terrific sequel, I Am Vengeance Retaliation, in 2020. This team-up between Adkins and Boyask should be pretty cool. The only problem is I can't find the damn thing to save my life. You can find clips on Boyask's YouTube channel, but the full short is nowhere to be found. Again, if anybody listening has a line on how to see this, reach out to me. If I do find it, I will do a full report of it in a later episode. As I noted earlier, Adkins had to leave Weber Douglas for financial reasons. Shortly after, though, he was noticed by Hong Kong action director and head of the Hong Kong Stuntmen Association, Stephen Tung Wei. And with that, Adkins left England for Hong Kong to start an extreme challenge and build a name for himself. But we'll talk more about that period in the next two episodes. That's going to do it for the very first episode of Adkins Undisputed. I know this is just a short one, but I wanted to get it out there and let everybody know why I was doing this. I hope you've enjoyed this dive into the very early career of Scott Adkins, and I hope you'll stick around for what we have in the pipeline. You can follow me at Hibachi Justice on Twitter and at Hibachi Justice on Letterboxd. You can follow the show at Adkins Podcast on Twitter and Adkins Undisputed on Instagram. You can also find all of our links and all of the places where you can hear this show at Linktree slash Adkins Undisputed Pod. We are sending this out to every possible podcast service of your choice. So if you can't find it on one, please reach out to me and let me know. If you enjoy what we're doing here, please leave us a review on iTunes. That really does help. Next time, we'll get into Adkins' first credited big screen appearance as we take a look at 2001's The Accidental Spy, directed by Teddy Chan and starring the legendary Jackie Chan. We're messing with the chronology a bit here because by Adkins' own words, he filmed Extreme Challenge first, but it appears that Accidental Spy, at least based on my research, was released first. Either way, both were released in 2001, and I just couldn't wait to get our first guest on since he's been one of the biggest supporters of this project since I conceived it. So I'll be joined by the cinema drunkie himself, Rob Antiquera, to look at this lesser-known, lesser-beloved entry in Jackie's canon, but also a pivotal one for the purposes of this podcast— because as we see, Scott will get to work with the Jackie Chan action team for the first time. So bring your ears, your podcast app of choice, and your fucking champion to join us next time on Adkins Undisputed, the most complete Scott Adkins podcast in the world. <laughs>